bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Got some headlines for you. You're listening to The Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. We're going to zip through these because there are a lot of headlines. On this Monday, January the 29th, uh, let's start with a college baseball top 25 that has been released. That would be Baseball America, who has put out their preseason poll as of uh, a few hours ago. And the Red Raiders included. Actually, the highest ranking for the Red Raiders in these early season polls. Mm -hmm. Texas Tech slotted at number 18 um, for the uh, Red Raiders. The, what are we at? Fourth? Third Big 12 team, right? Mm -hmm. Third Big 12 team. TCU is sixth. Texas comes in at 13. Red Raiders 18. Oklahoma State, the fourth team from the Big 12 at 21. Yeah, pretty well the uh the five uh TCU, Tech, Texas, Oklahoma State, Kansas State seem to be the uh the five that are consistently showing up in in the preseason polls. Of course, Texas Tech not coming in the in the perfect game poll. They, they the perfect game poll does not like the Big 12. No, not at all. In fact, I think only two teams were ranked in there. Yep. Um uh, or, TCU and TCU and Oklahoma was K State, State in their poll? Yeah, K State was in their poll. Three teams. Yeah, but Texas they were Tech at was not. Maybe yeah, they're at 20, 22. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, don't know what to make of of all of that because the league itself, if you look at D one baseball's projections before mm-hmm. the season, they have seven regional teams. Seven. You haven't yeah. had that many. Big 12 teams in a in a postseason in a really long time. That may be a record. Yeah, for, this is going to be it's going to be a strong year for the Big 12 in baseball. Ought to. Yeah. What uh, the other ones mentioned? West Virginia and uh, can oh, I have to go look? Might be Kansas. No, who was Kansas. who's the other? Oh, you. Oh, you. Oh, you. Yeah. No, Kansas is I think is the sleeper team this year I to watch out for. I don't think they're the sleeper team. No. No. We'll see. Watch out. You got to. I, I mean, think if they're, they're like they're in normal years. They no, got one good guy. Saying, they're going to throw on Sunday and I'm pitch saying him. sleeper to make the tournament, not sleeper to. I don't even think they're do anything. The this year. I think they will up in the apple upset the apple cart a little bit. I think they'll probably some pick series. somebody off. They'll they'll you know because they continue to try to pick it to pitch it backwards. That's that's their uh, their mo here in the last couple of years put our best guy on Sunday. Let's try to steal a game on Friday and Saturday and then shove shove with our big guy on Sunday. And they they've they've got a couple they've knocked off a couple big dogs doing that. that. That's one poll out today. One that has just come out within the last few minutes is the AP basketball top 25 poll in Texas Tech up to any guesses? 15. On the money. Good job. Have you already seen it? No. Okay. I was just saying that you've got to Put them in the top fifteen at this point. Yep, fifteen exactly. The Red Raiders are are in there. Uh, other Big Twelve teams. Well, number one, UConn, Purdue, North Carolina, Houston, four, Tennessee, five. There's your top five. Kansas has dropped down one spot with the loss to Iowa State, down to eight. Man, they get some love. Did they? Did TCU not jump all the way into the top five with their upset of Baylor? They did not. They did not. TCU did jump into the. The uh, polls, though. I'm surprised they didn't put them at five. Iowa State moved up 11 spots. Wow. What a love fest for the Jayhawks that is. That's what it is. That, I yeah. Mean, I, I mean, that I, you got to, at some point, you've got to give some credit to Iowa State. Oh, they uh, deserve credit. But I mean, that's. But there's uh, 11 spots for a win over a Jayhawk team that is four and three in conference play right now. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a little excessive. But, and Kansas only dropping one spot is silly. I mean, they. It seems like you're going to get the bounce for beating that team, and Kansas is going to say is is still getting the, oh, the still love getting, for being Kansas. They're getting the logo love. Yeah, that's exactly what they get. And, um, you know, so Iowa State up blue to chicken twelve, uh, Texas Tech fifteen, Baylor falls down to eighteen. 
OU 23 and TCU in at 25. So I believe that is. Where's Texas? I don't know, man. I don't, Are we I making don't know. people take their shirts Th- off anymore? They, they did get 10 votes. Texas did. So I wonder if it's the if, I wonder if it's the ten guys wearing the horns down shirt behind their bench. Hmm. How soft Probably was so. that? I guess it wasn't them that forced it though. That was Mark Pope and BYU that that said. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Who I'm sure are. they didn't say a thing to that guy. Probably, probably did. But I was, we'll get to that. Don't you worry. I want to. I want to get a thought on that because I, I it popped something up on my feed that I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. That in relation to uh, Super Bowl set Chiefs 49ers Chiefs win 17 to 10 over Baltimore uh, 49ers come back from down 17 at the half and uh, Dan Campbell had nightmares last night is <coughs> pardon me Lions lose 34 to 31 uh, Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich tonight as uh, both Texas Tech men and women won over the weekend Lady Raiders beat TCU so you can hear Coach Gerlich, talk about that. We'll be starting at 6 o'clock on Double T 97.3. High school fan zone here on 100.7 The Score. All four Lubbock ISD coaches will come into the First United Bank studio to talk about their teams. Uh, NBA, all three Texas teams in action. Rockets host the Lakers at 7. Spurs, Wizards at 7. Mavs at home against the Magic at 7.30. And Texas Tech Golf underway at the... Southwestern Invitational in Westlake Village, California. Number 21 Red Raiders there. That tournament hosted by Pepperdine. Okay. Near so Malibu. Yes. Yes. So uh, good luck to them as they have opened their spring season. Mm. You uh, can chime in. Age Flooring Center chat line yours through the 100.7 score mobile app. So Mark Pope says that's not who we are. Uh, If you missed it, this weekend, BYU hosting Texas, beating Texas. Good job, Mormons. Uh, they they have horns down written on shirts. You know, normal places have the the naked bellies out there. Uh, they had them on T-shirts. They got them on T-shirts written horns down on the front row of the student section. And Mark Pope, the uh, head coach for BYU, asks his team or his uh, his guys in the stands to, uh, to remove them. So here's my question. Those students, have you ever been to a, you've seen a student section, right? I have actually, yeah. We've got a pretty good one here. Student sections, the gates open usually two hours before the game. Yep. Probably. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe an hour and a half before the game. It's usually if, an hour and a half. If you want to sit on the front row, you are the very first person in line. You're there. If yeah. you want to sit behind that bench. So, do we think that those t-shirts just showed up? I don't know. Could they carry them in? Well, I'm I'm curious. Those T-shirts were probably on those kids. Probably. For at least two hours before the game. Good chance of it. And they didn't say anything to them until the first media timeout. Good chance of it. So I'm going to bet that somebody was watching on TV, and during the first media timeout, those got flashed, and someone from, you know, the 40 Acres got on their phone, and called someone up there in in Provo, and a yeah. message got to the AD, and there you go. There you go. Because I'm going to promise you, their athletic director didn't just all of a sudden go, oh, we're offended, we're appalled by that. Those kids have been sitting there for hours wearing those same shirts. Probably so. I'm not. I'm because not, I, I'm going to bet they didn't just decide, okay, let's put them on now, oh, guys. I, I also don't think that they can tell them to take those shirts off Texas. It was a BYU decision. Oh, so. I'm sure it was a BYU decision after some strong encouragement from oh, I'm 40 sure. acres. I'm sure there's there's something along those lines. Regardless, that, uh, um, it just, for me, the nerve, I don't care, because, you know, Texas gets to, to play the, oh, we didn't say anything about that. That was BYU doing that. Yeah. You know, uh, regardless, this came across my feed because, to just show how soft this is. Yeah. How soft this is. Uh, back in the 90s, mm-hmm. the Georgia student body painted up for a football game when they played South Carolina. Mm-hmm. 
The Georgia governor loved what they painted up as so much. He took a picture in front of these students where it says, mind you, these South Carolina Gamecocks, uh, circumcise them. <laughs> and the Georgia governor's taking a picture in front of it. Look how soft we've gotten. We can't even put horns I mean, down on the bellies. Heaven forbid, you know. <laughs> They're putting circumcise them on. What are we doing here? Oh, it's so good. I I just soft. S A W F T. Indeed. Pillow Charmin soft. All right, more from you on the chat line. We'll get to uh, some of that coming up. Can't wait for next year, guys. You guys are going to love your new. Conference. Oh, they'll love it in the SEC oh, where Orange Sound love is conference. not a penalty. <laughs> it's the bottom line on 100.7. The score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Thanks for making us part of your Monday. You're listening to The Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Christopher Sneed in the First United Bank studio with you today. Keep the uh, thoughts and commentary rolling in. We'll have Kayla's Daily coming up. Here in uh, 15 minutes or so, uh, back to the chat line. Someone says, I watched uh, Antonio Tarver knock out Roy Jones Jr. on pay-per-view over at my buddy's house. Okay, First and only fight I paid for was Tyson Holyfield ear fight. Swore I'd never pay again. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the, the sad days of Tyson right there. He was just kind of a shell of himself. Yeah. Uh, Lindell Jeff says, I FaceTimed an entire Cowboys game for my brother in Houston last year. <laughs> FaceTimed it? Yeah, so you can watch it, I guess, if it was... Uh... There's so many ways to watch now. Yeah, that, it's not even a, like a pay-per-view fight. Yeah. I mean, is it... The pay-per-view ones are harder to... I mean, is it just blacked out? And I mean, get a Sunday ticket, man. That's expensive. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I want to say, have this is without true knowledge on this. My guess is to pay for the Sunday ticket. Uh, you're probably paying three fifty a season. You pay for it for real? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I didn't even watch a full game on it. I was about to say you <laughs> like you would claim the Cowboys, right? Like you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. So what other? I have I Sunday mean, we ticket. Get, we get I, the Chiefs basically I watched, every Sunday I watched the Red too. Zone. I watch Red Zone. Okay, Red Zone, worth it to me. Yeah, but I have a Sunday ticket too, and I didn't watch a single game oh on it. Oh my gosh, man. This is light that money on fire. Uh, Juan says, Sneed, just wondering, have you ever wanted to ref, ref in the NFL? I did. Um, and uh, my window closed a little bit. So, not a little bit, a lot. All <laughs> the way. All the way. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Uh, when I was 45, I was in the NFL development program. And um, I was in there for four years until I was 49, actually 50. <laughs> 50, the door kind of closes on you. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a, a special case that got passed over. I mean, guys have been hired as late as 58. Um, uh, Land Clark, the really? referee, he got hired at 58. Really? And, yeah. Huh. Um, but uh, my window's pretty well closed. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm working in the UFL this year, which is you know, not the NFL, but it's still pro football. But yeah. uh, um, and I get to work in the SEC. I mean, so, that's I mean, pretty good. Set, let's say the SEC is pretty good consolation prize. But say the SEC is probably I mean, more professional than. <laughs> than the although UFL, I mean, but, although I mean, I'm I'm uh, I got to make a decision this week. <laughs> it's a big decision. <laughs> it's a big decision if I want to continue if I want to retire. So uh, Tyson Douglas fight was in February. So there's that. yeah, yeah, February. Uh, we're ranked 15, 15 at AP poach, coaches poll suite. Uh, did I miss it on the broadcaster is or a previous one of Sneed's thoughts on a new home for the college baseball hall of fame? We talked about it, uh, when the news came out. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, was that we, uh, we, oh, yeah, that, that came week. out last, well, last, last Tuesday, last week, yeah. a week ago. You were gone that day though. Well, I was in, I was in the you were there. Park making yeah. an announcement. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, uh, we made the decision to, uh, it was back in 2017, we made the decision to no longer pursue Lubbock. It just wasn't going to be viable here anymore. Um, and uh, 
piece part of that was because of the um, the way that the land that we had been given by the city wasn't going to work anymore because um, we need to have a baseball field and um, it just wasn't going to work there anymore. So uh, we uh, we let the city know that we were no longer pursuing Lubbock as a home and and we opened up a national search and uh, we got down to three finalists uh, city wise and Overland Park emerged as the uh, the finalist and. Um, pleased to, that we're going up there. Um, wish we could have made it work here. Um, sure. Just wasn't, uh, wasn't just the didn't case. work out. Yeah. It didn't work out. Yeah. But, uh, at least it's going to get, uh, get uh, going. I would say this, the, uh, the, uh, the state of Kansas, the city of Overland park, um, that whole community, including Patrick Mahomes, um, and, um, the entire Prairie fire museum group, um, made a substantial, um, um, commitment to this deal. Um, and, uh, you know, both financially, uh, property wise, I mean, giving us space in a, in an established museum already, that's, uh, that's really going to work out well for the, uh, college baseball hall of fame. And, uh, we're expecting that to open in late 2025. Yeah. Um, needed a home obviously and i yeah and I, mean, I, I hated not seeing it work out here in lubbock but the, the writing was kind of on the wall after a few, couple of years few yeah. years well i mean we we made it work here for for basically 15 years and you know it's it was we got very close and i mean and, and just some things that were out of our, our control um that uh yeah we couldn't couldn't make it work here so um um yep that's all i got to say about that <laughs> We're glad we're glad we got a home. So uh, this Patrick Mahomes guy back in the Super Bowl for the uh, fourth time in the last five seasons. Yeah, not a bad uh, not a bad get. Some of those guys that uh, you know, the day he got drafted, some people, Clay Travis's of the world, uh, some other <laughs> some other people that that really just pan the Chiefs for this for this move. Uh, um, Golick was one of the strong ones. Yeah, Golick was yeah. yeah. And he held on to that for a while, even yeah. after some success. But I think he's come off that. Yeah, I mean, every, I, everyone's just got to admit you're wrong. I'll never understand that, and and I guess I do understand. It's for clicks mostly, but there's still so many guys out there on these daily TV, ESPN type talk shows that love to list other quarterbacks ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I would love to say, oh, well, I'm taking this guy over Mahomes. I mean, this guy is... You know what I'm going to take? I'm going to take the championships. It's it's an unreal number. Four out of five Super Bowls featuring one guy, featuring one team. Yeah. And this is... You know, they, and they they've actually won some. He's probably got he's got the best defense he's ever had, but he's got the worst receivers he's ever had. Yeah. Um, it's he's got a a viable running game. Where in some years he didn't really have a running game. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, you know, he's got Matt Nagy and not uh, Eric Bieniemy. I think he's probably, you know, I don't know if the offense is better or worse. I mean, we won't know that because there's so many drops by the receivers. Yeah. Or could they be if they had some guys that could hang on to the pill? Yeah, that'd be helpful. Be helpful. Man, but the uh, that game, the one last night was was the crazy one. Dan Campbell, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I I get where people are. You know, I was I was watching the late night sports center with Scott Van Pelt, and uh, um, and, and you know, he was he's asking uh, um, not the bald quarterback guy, um, forgot his name, Dilfer. No, um, the bald quarterback guy. How many of those do we have? He's married to the to the chick on the View, um. Check got a brother. You, yeah. I'm way off. Yeah, I'm sorry. Matt Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. Oh, yeah. He's it's married to a chick on the View. Yeah. Matt Hasselbeck's oh, wife's on the poor View. Poor guy. We ain't mad at her. Are we yeah. not? No, we're not mad at her. We're mad at most things on the View. Go I on. mean, I'm, we get mad at her opinions, but we're not okay. mad at her. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, he just said that uh, that you know Dan Campbell probably will sleep okay because he he knew he was true to himself and he. He didn't go away from what he did because a lot of guys will get into the postseason yeah. and they will go away from the things that got them there. Sure. You know, he got there by being, you know, trusting the analytics and trusting his 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 team to to convert. 
I almost questioned the move at the end of the half where he kicked the field goal instead I, of going for it. I thought, you know, I thought for who he, he probably ought to have taken the points. This is, you know, in a situation you had a chance to put a team down seventeen. Yeah, I mean, you had a chance to make it a three possession game in, sure. the, in the third quarter, and you had a chance to do that twice. And yeah, you that's and you look back and you go. If you lose this, you put the six points on the board. Now those aren't guaranteed, but if you put the six points on the board, then that last touchdown at the end is to take the lead. Yes, it's not to get yourself in a position to onside kick. Sure it's it to take the lead. Yeah, it's. I I feel for him, but at the same time, I mean, you you live that aggressively. It's what you do. Yeah. And um, I saw I saw a funny one. Oh, what, what did I say? Dan Campbell's the type of guy that would hit, hit play in blackjack. He would hit on a twenty. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if he's that aggressive, but I mean, we got a pretty aggressive coach down the street over here. Yeah, I don't know if he's as aggressive as Campbell. I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't know. Does, does Campbell follow the book? I haven't heard. He's on, he's a he's an analytics a he's an analytics guy. And maybe and and you know the analytics have worked out well for him, and they've been yeah. I mean, it's. Hey, if it, if it works, you're a genius. Just, if it doesn't, you're a moron. I felt so bad for Lions fans again. I mean, just well, I was I was kind of halfway rooting for him, but I was at dinner with my buddy who's who's got a a parlay where if if San <laughs> oh. Fran beats the, the Chiefs next week, he's going to win five grand. Well, so root for the buddy then. Nah, he owe me. He me money. It's the bottom line. One hundred point seven score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Thanks for hanging with us on a Monday. You're listening to The Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Chris Sneed here in the First United Bank studio. Ben Porman across the way handling us. Keep the thoughts coming in on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. We will uh, get back to a few of those. Some uh, news to, to share with you in a moment. But first, Kaylee's Daily. Caca! Caca! Ben. Ben. Okay. You're not, no clinked. <laughs> Look at me, bro. <laughs> Uh, what's your name? <laughs> Joyce. Uh, uh, Kelly says, uh, I'm a little late to the celebration of the Going Band performance at uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Just a skosh, like three months. But, but as a former Going Band member, she played the trumpet, mm-hmm. um, she's never had more pride for the organization than she did on November 23rd, 2023. But the zoologist in me... Could not help but notice they spent entirely the entirety of the parade staring at the rear end of a duck balloon, oh which boy. they did. <laughs> the migration duck. Oh boy! Yeah. Okay. Uh, more specifically, this duck butt. <laughs> duck butt. Horse name. Uh, that became very familiar with was a mallard, and mallards are one of the most common duck species in the world. Nearly all domestic duck species can be tied back to mallards. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I have a pair that uh, sometimes lives in my front yard. Hmm. Uh, throughout North and South America. How about that? Mallards are, are popular recreational and hunting birds. Males can be identified by their dark green heads and black and white curved tail feathers. Mm-hmm. Male mallards use this coloration to attract females, which they will remain monogamous for the entire life. Wow. How about that? Monogamous. Yeah. That's why they're always rolling around in pairs. Yeah. They're definitely like not a Vander Holyfield. Uh, (laughs) Mallards are popular migratory species traveling up to 900 miles a day. Okay. When they venture down south for the winter, then back up north for the spring. The monogamous mallard male. Uh, Two feet long. I have no idea. Dang it. You didn't quiz me on the... Well, the only thing I got to quiz you on was how, how far about, they traveled. About 15 pounds. <laughs> no, not even. I would have said uh, they, they travel up to... 900 yeah. miles. Yeah, it would have been right. Uh, do you uh, you like duck? I have only had duck like once. And? Uh, it tastes like chicken. It's chicken. It doesn't taste like chicken. 
fried chicken. Just I love chicken. chicken. Just fried chicken. I love chicken. I just love fried chicken. <laughs> I like uh, some duck. No, uh, but you know what I don't love? I don't love the uh, the hunters who hunt um, on Saturday morning at seven thirty in the morning in the field next to my house. I was about to say, there's some that I've seen them that yes. are right by. Yeah, right over where you live. Yeah. yeah. So one time I got super upset because it was I was did finally, it wake you up or it did woke me up. You hit a and I was like, mm. so I got up, I got in my truck, and I drove down around the corner. Oh man! Into the alley, I was probably about a hundred yards away from them, and I just laid on my horn. Oh, <laughs> that's so mean, Sneed. They're just trying to get a meal. Just trying was, to get a meal. I was soured that morning. It was one like of the it. few the few mornings that I would get to sleep in past like seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I'm awakened by the hunters. I'm I'm all for hunting. I hunt hunt to your heart's content. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it by my house, man. Well, if that's where the ducks are I gathering, know, right. but, but I, was, I I'm more upset with the with the uh, the landowner who allows that hunting on his land. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of close to you. He's, no, and I'm, I'm not got any Bob Knight birdshot landing in my yard or anything like that. <laughs> I, when you said you hopped in your truck, I was like, is he going to go pepper him? Like, what's he going to say? He was shooting at the birds and accidentally clipped one of them? Mm. Clipped one of the dudes? No. no. Not that aggressive? No. No, you're not going Dick Cheney on him? No. No. Um, not even going Bob Knight on him. Suit your buddy. You said you had some news. Oh, I did have some news. Only, like, kind of news. Oh. Sorry. Somewhat of a teaser. Oh. Uh, we do have an official release time for the schedule, for the Texas Tech football schedule. will be tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. So. Perfect timing. So we'll get to talk about it tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow for anybody, uh, you know, just eagerly anticipating Texas Tech football schedule. So the big <laughs> What do you mean, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> we are we are desperately waiting. Uh, we are we yeah, always because we've got to, you know, we have to uh, pick a game for homecoming. Yeah, uh, like, association. everybody associated with Tech is waiting, yeah, but all yeah. fans are also like, oh, yeah, we got to pick hey, a date for the out. distinguished alumni. There's there. a, I know a lot of fans that choose one road game to go to every year, mm-hmm. and that'll be, yeah, you know, kind of. I mean, there's only one that's worth going to this year. Uh, Washington State. Oh, well, yeah. you said worth going. No, I think Tucson, well, Tucson wouldn't be bad. Well, you can do that every other year. Oh, you so see you're talking about? Just I mean, I mean you got a non-conference game you, get, you yeah, can go you to. Yeah, you won't play Wazoo. Not, yeah, you're not going to play Wazoo again. Those guys are going to be the. They're going to be in the Mountain West. Have we ever played Washington State before? Yes, but not there. Well, wait a second. Am I right about that? No, I'm, lo- I'm looking on Winsipedia. I know we played Washington. Going home and away. Winsipedia right now. This helps. Yeah. Uh, 2-0 against Wazoo. We've never played there. And both games were in Lubbock. Yeah. Look at you. I know we've played basketball up there. We played them in the NIT one yeah. year. Yeah. And then stole their point guard the next year. Really? <laughs> Jason pre- Martin. Jason Martin oh, yeah. transferred from there. Pre pre uh, transfer portal too. Yeah. Uh nineteen sixty three tech beat Wazoo sixteen to seven and sixty four tech won twenty eight to ten. How did we get two games in Lubbock? That's a great question. I have no idea. Were they that bad? And they said, we'll, we'll come down there twice. Might have been. They are in the uh, realm of all-time losing teams, like we uh, talked about with Kansas State last last week. 498 win percentage. Oof. So just under that, uh, which is 93rd in uh, all-time at FBS. Uh, back to the chat line. Sneed, you didn't have to move out by the lake or farm. Ooh. There's one of the hunters chiming in, apparently. Oh, well, you're right. There's, yeah, yeah. he's right. Uh, but I did, but I did, so. Chocho is wearing a form of camo today. Nice play, no, Mr. He's wearing. he's wearing no, the one of the ridiculous cactus shirts. You're out on these? I was out from the start on That's that. That's all right. Our, our entire fan base got triggered by one guy. Okay. Next thing you know, we got people making. You know who we're playing tomorrow? 
Yeah, I know that. Okay. But the, the whole cactus thing, that guy's sitting over there giggling his butt this, off, man. If you do like this shirt, this is uh, from our friends over at Signature Stag. I, and so I appreciate that. It's a, it's, it you know, there. Signature Stag makes great shirts. I've, I've got plenty of Signature Stag like shirts. It. I just don't like any of them with a cactus on it. Okay. I think the cactus thing is... Well, I'm not going to force you to wear it then. I'm not going to. I'll just keep wearing I mean, it myself. Uh, Signature Stag has got great stuff. Oh, of course I do. Y'all go check them out. Milwaukee. Uh, you can get a cold drink too. Natalie does great job. Crazy, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's illegal, by the way, in Texas. It's neat. It's called hunter harassment. <laughs> well, you know I what? Can totally you know see what? Texas having a law against. But you know uh, what? You know what's worse than that than waking me up? <laughs> yeah, it's called sleep harassment. Exactly. Hey, uh, hey. Un unanimous number 15 rank will this be the highest tech is ranked all season i don't know it's we'll a good see. question we'll see uh you go win tomorrow then the answer is Wh no what's the next game who's the next that's the cincinnati at tcu home? then C cincinnati, cincinnati. Now, so you win a weird team because those guys are they're, they're weird they but... are weird they're streaky they're they they reach up and grab somebody and then they and then they'll but you better the drain again you yeah. better bring them home that's yeah. the, that's the thing and you don't um, have to go there. This is, uh, if you win tomorrow, uh, absolutely Tech will be ranked higher than 15 because I fully expect you to win on Saturday. There's no reason to expect just keep, a win just keep, on Saturday. Keep putting together Ws. Win the next game. Look, it's, it's time to start looking at this team as a Big 12 title contender. I, I've been very cautious yeah. to consider it. But you, you're a third of the way through the season. Talk to me after we play Kansas. Two of the best teams, two of the best teams know. in the league are four and three right I now. Know. Like I know. I know. It's kind of scary right there because they're like, hey, you've got, some, you've got a pathway to it yeah. right now. And now, if, if I'm picking, I'm still picking Houston to win the league right now. Yeah, but you've got a path. And you get a chance to to uh, to uh, get back one of those losses. You sure. get a chance. Sure. Y'all uh, keep chiming in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I probably shouldn't have honked at the, at the Hunters. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was Forgi mad. They You're forgiven. Sneed, have a good day, man. Bottom line continues on 100.7 The Score. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Glad to be part of your Monday. You're listening to the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman. Jamie Lent here in the First United Bank studio. Keep the thoughts and comments coming in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll get back to a few of those in a moment. Um, yeah, let's go to the chat line first. This one says, uh, from Sooner in Lubbock, I asked Collier and Hacks this morning, did y'all expect the Red Raiders to be at the top at this point? I don't I'm, think I'm shocked that you lost one game. I expected it to be six and zero. No, I did not expect him to be at the top. I, I mean, even at, at best, I probably would have said four and two right now. Like if you're saying things have gone really well, hey, you've you've won a road game and been undefeated at home. That's what I would have would have guessed. Yeah, I would say, you know, since this was the first one, we didn't really know what to expect. I didn't expect you to win in Austin. Uh-huh. Did not expect you to win in Houston. But let's say you had lost the game. I wasn't super, super high on Oklahoma. I felt like they no. were ranked higher than they should have been. Agreed. But I'm not saying they're a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. Um, no, but I think they're closer to what the Longhorns are than what Tech is at this point. Maybe. Maybe. I, I would have probably guessed that you were maybe three and three probably would have been my preseason prediction probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but not just being five and one, but being five and one alone because this league usually is so tight at the top, especially early on, um, did not part of it that it couples with it is, is that both two of the teams that were projected to be top three teams coming in are four and three right now. Kansas at four and three and Baylor at four mm -hmm. and three. These aren't things we expected coming in. So for Tech to be sitting alone at five and one, that Houston team, which I think is the best team in the league right now, I would agree. Them losing two games has been somewhat of a shock. They lost two in one week. 
That, that's a tough team. So I don't know what to expect moving forward, but I think it's almost foolish, Jamie, to not consider Texas Tech as a true Big 12 title contender at this point. I think it'd be foolish not to. You're you're a third of the way through the the league schedule. Tech's sitting alone on top. Two of the teams that we considered to be big contenders are two games back of you right now. Baylor and Kansas. I'm not saying they're going to go win this, but mm-hmm. if you're not even if you're still kind of sloughing it off at this point, which I don't think there's much national media doing that at this point. I think most are, you know, given some some props to the Red Raiders, but I think if you ask them honestly, you know, okay, can Tech win this league? I think most would still say no. I, I wouldn't predict is, it. Yeah, I wouldn't predict. I would say, but Houston. I would also tell you that you're ignorant if you're not putting the Red Raiders in the conversation. Yeah, you're one of to me. You are one of the five teams that's got a real shot to win right now. So you've got. Tech, you've got Houston, you've got Iowa State, mm-hmm. and you're putting Baylor and Kansas in there. I'm I'm not calling those two dead yet, uh, but obviously they have a. Those would be the ones that to, I'd still consider. Yes. Yeah, to win the conference, there's a bit of an uphill climb for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's there's fair. a lot of season left. I mean, mm-hmm. you got two thirds of the schedule left to go. But would you predict the Red Raiders are going to win the conference? No, but I put them probably second at this point. Yeah, we had this conversation this morning, and yeah. I had a hard time deciding between second or third. I think they're, yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it would be a disappointment, and I think my question of the day for you last week at some point was, if you don't reach 11 wins, is it disappointing? Now that you've won at OU, it becomes more disappointing if you mm-hmm. if you don't reach 11 wins. But Man, just to think that we, you know, before the Big 12 season yeah. started, we would We'd be talking about will eleven and seven be a disappointment? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I it mean, it's crazy. Just, it's nuts to see where and and I look at this is not trying to disrespect the roster at all, but I look at your guys and I look at some of the other teams in the league. And I'm like, how is Texas Tech still doing this? I think one answer is that you play so well as a unit that these these guys seem to play very cohesive together, especially on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got what I am. I don't want to oversell it in year one, but what seems like a absolutely brilliant coach on the sideline. Brilliant. All right. That's a good word. Um, I think first and foremost, you know, offenses have a bad night. Mm-hmm. Players have bad nights shooting the ball. Defenses, if you're really good at defense, they don't usually have bad nights on defense. That's fair. And I think this team plays really good defense, and so I would say that um, that's a major reason, number one. Um, number two is it's uh, it's been a team where it feels like on you know other guys can step up. You know, it's not just about your one lead dog or, yeah. or two if you put Isaacs and Tucson in there. You have other guys that are capable of stepping up and have big nights for you. And I also tell you, I feel like Warren Washington has played better in Big 12 play than he did in on-conference play. So that's been a factor as to why you're playing your best basketball right now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think uh, the coaching is a major, major factor. Major factor. It seems like the guys to get along. It seems like they take well to Coach McCaslin's coaching, and that's huge. You know, you, you shouldn't have to – you should be able to take things for – Granted, like, you know, the guys get along. <laughs> but after last season and mm-hmm. seeing how disjointed that team and the coaching staff yeah, was. But you, you've been on, Joyce, you've been on teams before. But in that, high school, that's true. That yeah. you, you guys, there were, hey, there was, you know, clicks here, clicks there. Chemistry's there guys lacking. on the team that half the team didn't like, whatever. Sure, yeah. I think that's that's real life, and we hear about it in professional sports where, you know, there were certain guys on the team that hated other guys on the team, right. but yet put them on the court together and you would never know. It was so bad last year that it was obvious which guys didn't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> For our team last year. Pretty pretty obvious. Yeah. So uh, the other thing you, you mentioned there I think definitely deserves attention is is just how good of a shooting team this is as a whole. You 
yeah, teams can have down nights shooting and individuals. Pop Isaacs goes from the game of his life uh, against BYU to a fairly poor shooting night, say, against Oklahoma, but then Chance McMillan picks it up, and he has one of his best games of the year. Shoot has 27 points and hits six three-pointers. The The difference in this team and, and several that you've had in the past is you have several guys, so many guys that can can light it up on any given night. Mm-hmm. It can be any particular, whether it's Pop Isaacs one night, Toussaint's had good shooting nights. Um, McMillan might be your most pure shooter on this team. And, I would agree. And Kerwin Walton's had nights like that. Yep. I, I can't remember previous years where – I mean, maybe since that national championship run team that you've had multiple guys where you've got a ton of confidence in their outside shooting ability. And it's not just the outside. You've won games at the free throw line, too. A lot. I mean, you've, the, you've been you can really point good at, to this great. game and say, hey, you won that game at the free throw line Yep, on the road. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a big deal. You can win games, legitimately go win or lose games at the free throw line, and this one has uh, been able to to put them away or, you know, just put you over the, the edge with the free throws. Uh, someone says, would you get, would you guys take seven and five now with a run at it? Like, are you giving me like the, the genie gives you seven and five the rest of the way in your 12 games. I don't know that I'm, <laughs> if at the end of the year you finished 12 and six, I would not be disappointed. But right now, I don't think I'll take seven. I don't think I would too, and it feels pretty greedy, like to say, "Eh, "I'm going to pass up on a guaranteed twelve and six. Feels a little greedy, but at the same time, I can't sit here and say you're a Big Twelve title contender and not go after the Big Twelve title, which I think would take at least thirteen wins, at least thirteen to to claim a Big Twelve title. Mm -hmm. So, uh, someone says Tech could go six and six. Or seven and five the rest of the way, and it feel disappointing in the finish, but it would still be a great high Big Twelve or a great Big Twelve record. That'd be a good seed in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you finish top five in the Big Twelve, most of the time you're going to get a top five seed in the NCAA tournament. It's kind of how the math shakes out with the difficulty of this league. So, Tech sitting in the catbird seat in a really good position right now. Really good. Adversity's coming at some point, though. Yeah, but this team, the way they're built, the way they're put together, the way Coach McCaslin coaches, it feels like, I mean, they had a little bit. I mean, they got they got humbled in Houston. They did. Yeah, and, and I, they've bounced if back. If that's your I just adversity this season, then fantastic. Yeah, just doesn't feel like a team that's just going to just crater under that. Hmm. Y'all keep the uh, commentary rolling in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Have a question of the day coming your way next on 100.7 score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 the score. Appreciate you joining us on this Monday. You're listening to the bottom line on 100.7 the score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jameis Linston here in the First United Bank studio. Ben Portman across the way taking care of us. Keep the uh, thoughts and comments all rolling in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Let's get to a question. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. That would be I. Or my. The, uh... Oh, my. Question of the day. Jamie, we're 18 days away from uh, Texas Tech baseball season getting underway. I'm not sure if you've... 18 days, huh? Yeah. You don't have right. the uh, like counter counting down on your bathroom mirror or something at home? i got too much work to do to get done between now and then. So Really? Mm-hmm. You do have five games pretty quick there to start the season off. Yeah. I think I most wanna... people are excited about. I don't really want to whine about it or whatever, but... It's five different teams. To that is five for, different teams. Whereas to... normally in a weekend you're just one. <laughs> that is a lot. And then possibly you come back to the midweek and you got another, but you got five different ones, which is fun as far mm. as getting to play different teams. But 
What if you faced one of them again in the postseason? That would be helpful. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. All right. My question, though, Jamie, I'm going to make it more of a statement than a question. Give me a name of a player that is not getting enough attention for Texas Tech baseball going into the season. You think it's going to have a good season? He's not really being talked about that much. We've seen names on preseason lists, MLB Pipeline, and, the and those hard, sorts of things. The hard part for me is who's being, <laughs> who do you feel is being talked about? Well, I think well, you got the three on the MLB preseason pipeline list. I think you've got. So, I don't know. You could take this however so you want Cash, to. Bazell, and Kyle Robinson. Yeah, I would probably make sure it's not any of those three guys. Man, I, I think I could. I think I could tell you a story about. I don't mean literally a story. Oh, I thought we were going to get a story for yeah. story time with Jamie. No, but I think I could tell you a story for a reason that I could put a bunch of these different guys sure. in there. Um, I feel like Cade McGee is not getting talked about enough. I think he is okay. the exact thing that you needed um, when it comes to the transfer portal. You go in there and you're looking for quality players and quality guys and you got that and you got him in a big time need position. Okay. There's a reason that he came here because he knew they had an opening at third base. Um, I think he's the exact style that coach Tadlock, you know, high on base percentage doesn't strike out a ton. Um, you know, we'll hit for some power, all the above and, and play great defense at third base. Okay. So he's, I think he's the exact kind of guy that coach Tadlock would want. Okay. So um, there's a newcomer. How about a, Returning player. Okay, the other guy, I, I have two names. Gage Harrelson in center field. Oh. I feel like he's a bit forgotten. Um, he had over 300, was a freshman All-American, all the above. Um, just there were times where he hit the freshman wall, mm -hmm. and I, you get that. But overall, when you're hitting 324 as a freshman and driving in 45 runs, that's a really good season. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to be your everyday center fielder, my guess is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and hit near the top of the lineup, maybe maybe even their leadoff hitter. And he's got a lot of big bats behind him, so I think he's going to score a ton of runs. I think he's going to see a lot of pitches. I mean, he's, you know, he's what you want, a guy that can get on base, a high on base percentage. And um, I think he's going to be good. I think Drew Woodcox is another outfielder that I think is prime for a big season. Uh, big bat and Woodcox is, you know, another interesting story in that Drew was here for a year as a freshman mm -hmm. and didn't go great, had his opportunity, didn't go great, um, left and went to Rice. and um, Basically, you know, the coaches were honest with him and, and his parents when he left about, you know, some things that Drew needed to improve upon and some of it was, you know, just his game overall, but it was also about taking the game a little bit more serious and putting a little more time and effort into it. And um, I think he and his parents appreciated the honesty. And when they said, hey, we want to come back after a year, um, Coach Tadlock, because the relationship was good and because the way they, they took the constructive criticism or whatever, he wanted to come back and play for Coach Tadlock. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I think Drew at the end of the end of last year started to swing it a little bit better and had some big swings for you. So I, I feel like he's going to, if you know, it all depends on how much time he gets. He, he and Damian Bravo over there in left field, I think are going to be fighting for that job. And I think you're going to ride the hot bat, you know, right. as much as possible. But I, I think both, I think both of those guys could, could have, you know, a season that takes a big step forward from where they were last year. Okay. Ben, you got any names that are uh, coming to mind? I still need work with my baseball info. Don't okay. don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, but if I were to throw out any names, I would say Austin Green. Yeah, and, and he's an interesting guy because I feel it's like he's yeah. yeah, I think he's I feel like he's kind of forgotten. Yeah, um, I mean, had a really good year for you. Hit three hundred most of the year. Ended up dipping just below three hundred, but twelve home runs um, is a big number. Uh, 
Austin battled some injuries last year for much of the season. I don't think everybody knew about, and uh, I think that that kind of slowed him down. And um, if he's playing a corner outfield position or he's DHing, I think there's a much better chance that he stays healthier. Um, switch hitter, veteran, he's been through the Big Twelve once already now, so I think he could have a massive season too. Yeah, I think I think that is a good answer because it's a lineup, man. That's just gonna that, that, that's the thing. It's, it's like you challenge you. you do forget, like name yeah. like Austin Green, who was big for you last year, yeah. and he had some huge, he had some huge hits, huge home runs for you in big moments. And um, why don't you just put together a lineup for us, one through nine choice, <laughs> one I mean, through nine? I mean, where where's good luck? Where's everybody gonna? I don't slot in. I don't know. It's a good problem to have, but you're going to have too many mouths to feed this year. Yeah. Um, I do think uh, the first name I thought of was, was Gage Harrelson. I think he's a guy that because he dipped a little bit towards the end of the season and did hit some freshman walls, he may have been overlooked a little bit, man. But 324 in your freshman campaign, and, and it wasn't – I mean, he wasn't really – penciled in or pinned in to to start the season last year by most outside of the program i mean it's still kind of dylan carter's mm-hmm. gig but yeah but he forced his way in as a true freshman to yeah to, to start there and then uh, i think this year he and tracer lopez that was the other name i thought of uh another one that just kind of underappreciated for all that they did uh last year and and will probably do this year so mm-hmm. I mean, the the infield stuff is is interesting to me. I mean, where are you gonna put everybody? Lopez feels like he's he's there at second base now, but yeah, and, and Will I, Burns, Pompey, and I all think, that. Yeah. And I think Tracer would be a perfect guy to hit in the nine spot. Yeah, because it's almost like another leadoff hitter. When yeah, you're... that's the that's the cliche for coaches, yeah. but it, it's a cliche you want that, that right. second leadoff man. Yeah, in the nine spot. Yeah, so. I mean, Bazell and Cash and Green. All got to be somewhere three, four, five. I would think. Yeah. Um, does that put McGee in the two spot? I mean, possibly. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, your two corners, outfielders. You know, they're can hit for power too. Whether it's Washburn and right, or it's Woodcox or Bravo and left. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys are gonna, you know. Slot in at six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Yeah. Those are power guys. Who else moved and, to the outfield? And we're missing Pompey. He's, I mean, he was your best hitter in the fall, or one of the best. I know he's just a freshman, but so where is he going? That's another guy that could hit leadoff for yeah. you. I mean, Coach Tadlock loves to do like like most coaches, like go left, right, left, right, left, right. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Sometimes you veer away from that. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I can't. I can't even wait to see what that lineup looks like 18 days from now because there's so many different possibilities, so many different. And I think you'll probably get a little bit of, you know, shuffling in the first five games of the season. Maybe, maybe oh, yeah. more consistent in the first three. But yeah, well, Coach Tad, like usually on that opening weekend, wants to play everybody at least once, get their yeah. feet wet, and you know, getting used to the speed of the game a little bit. But I don't know that he's going to have that luxury this year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, those are hard. five games that you expect all of them to be tough. I mean, UTA may be sure. the, the least toughest, but I don't know, man. We'll see. It's going to be tough. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.